Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Live in Phoenix, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. We're on something called Radio Row. I'll describe it momentarily. First, I want to tell you we're the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com the way tire buying should be. This is Super Week. So Radio Row is essentially everybody in the audio world. right? The audio world. Uh, that is uh, we, we even have Annie Agar going to join us in the podcast. She, of course, of TikTok fame, the yes. weekly college football and NFL updates. So she's here. You got the podcast type. You got the radio types. You got the satellite radio types. Anybody who does anything in the audio world is here. And then we are uh, a stopping point for many of the stars of Hollywood, of the NFL, sometimes NBA. Obviously not right now based upon the schedule, not an all-star break. Uh, golfers. Um, you know, civic leaders, you name it. Uh, for example, Debo Samuel is going to join us, right? He's 20 after in this his first hour. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel in 20 minutes. Rashad Jennings, a hey, former NFL running back. He'll join us at 30 after the hour. Next hour, Saints linebacker, Demario Davis. Next hour, uh, Cardinals defensive back, Buda Baker. Sean Alexander. Former Seahawk, okay, uh, that's Dan Byer favorite. Former MVP of the NFL. How is the MVP of the NFL? 
come on, man. Anyway, Sean Alexander, uh, 2005 NFL MVP. He'll be joining us. So all the, they stop by. We chat for a little bit. Usually they pitch a product. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we just tell them how great they are. And then they're on the way. That's, that's Radio Row in a, in a nutshell. Dan Byers here. Uh, by the way, we got a special moment upcoming for you on the podcast. Okay, it's called In the Bonus. It's part of it. We lo- it's live at the end of this show. So whether you're, what, two on the West Coast or five on the East Coast, or you can figure it out in the middle, you go to the iHeartRadio app. If you download the Doug Gottlieb Show, In the Bonus is the third hour. Steve Largent, Hall of Fame wide receiver who, before Jerry Rice, you could have said was the greatest wide receiver of all time, right? Um, he'll join us, and, of course, he was essentially the reason that you became a Seahawk fan back in the 80s in Wisconsin. It wasn't the first time I met Steve Largent, and I told him as much when we uh, got together. Of course, the guy that used to throw in the football, Dave Craig, Dave Craig Wisconsinite. Uh, who apparently lives in the area. Well, anyway, we'll catch up. That's in the bonus podcast. You, you don't want to miss it. Super Week on Fox Sports Radio is presented by Chalk, C-H-O-Q, the reigning champion for natural men's health. Supercharge your game with higher T, maximum energy, and laser focus. Visit choq.com to kick off your subscription today. That's chalk.com. Subscribe today. All right, last night, history was made. Don't believe me? Well, about 19,500 people have it on their cell phone that they say they were there and experienced and said they watched it through a cell phone. Like, this is just kind of note to everybody. The, the picture that Jason Stewart tweeted out where, like, the only guy in the arena not watching on his cell phone that wasn't playing in the game was Phil Knight, founder of Nike. We're all yeah. embarrassing ourselves. Put down the damn cell phone and actually watch it with your own eyes. You know what we missed because of that? What? Everyone's arms going up in the air because they were already up in the air holding a camera. Like, I was waiting for when the ball went through the net. In the background, everyone's arms would jump, you know, go up, uh, being excited. And, no, they were already up because they were like this. They And you can't see it on the radio, but that's why they were up. And, and, and look, this is me being honest. I'm just as bad as anybody else with the cell phone thing, right? I've, I've really tried to put the yes. cell phone down more and more. But when a, you're at a big sporting event, put the cell phone down for the love of God. Watch the game with your own two eyes. This is, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the worst snapshot of who we are as human beings in 2023. How LeBron's own kids are watching it through the cell phone. <laughs> like, dude, that's your dad. He's the old, like, remember it so that you can sit there and close your eyes and go, like I can, with all the sporting events that I've watched. It's awful. We are the worst. We be, you know what we've become? We've become, um, uh, you remember the movie Wally? Remember the movie Wally? Anybody, you have kids? Who, I mean, my kids are like 16 and 13 now. Wall-E, right? Wall-E. Yep. Okay, Wall-E. It's like post-apocalyptic, um, a dystopian view on on the world, you know, 50 years from now, where people have left Earth because they destroyed Earth, and they're up in these spaceships, right, which are like uh, country club resorts, but they're, uh, they're in... They're basically in chairs, and everything is in front of them in their screen. They can order food and whatever, and they're all completely, like, useless. Can't even walk. That's who we are. It's an incredible snapshot of who we've become. Put the cell phone down and watch. In, in, he's in any argument for the greatest players of all time, the greatest careers of all time, and all you can say was, I was at the game. Look, there's a video of it. 
<laughs> was that the game with video, video, video of it? Or you know what you could do? You could take a picture or even a selfie before the game and then say, this is what it was like. I'm watching the game, and LeBron catches it at the, at the right elbow. He goes one dribble left elbow, and he shoots a fadeaway like this, and he, and he makes it. Right? That's what you that's, – that's, oh, God, we're just – instead of passing down story after story after story, word of mouth, now it's, hey, man, check this out. I got video of the game yes. that I was at. That's what it's about. It's about me, Doug. It's not about LeBron. It's me having the video of LeBron that I can post on TikTok and Twitter. Here's I got I got a couple takeaways for you on LeBron, okay? And there's a lot of things that are special and unique about LeBron. And you know, do I think I still don't think he's the greatest player of all time? That's just a personal thing. Like, I you know, Jordan felt like he could uh, he could just make his team win. <laughs> That's it. That's really it. Like Jordan just felt whereas. Like LeBron, and it's not his fault they lost, but it did feel like everybody just watched him play last night, and then oh yeah, by the way, they lose. Um, he's won a lot of games. He's an incredible player. He has taken care of his body as well or better of as, as anybody. Like as Jordan took care of his body, but Jordan also smoked cigars, played a lot of golf, and uh, and and you know obviously likes to drink that brown drink, right? Like everybody everybody knows. Um, but Jordan did take care of himself, not to the level of LeBron. And Le- LeBron's longevity and the fact that he's barely got, he's gotten hurt a couple of times, mostly minor things, is remarkable. Remarkable. Equally remarkable, the fact he's the all-time scoring leader. And I think if you had to label LeBron and what he does as a player, I don't think you would say score is what he does. Right? Like, Kevin Durant is a score. Michael Jordan was a score. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a score. LeBron... Really, much of, much of his career, it's like a, a more athletically dominant version of Magic Johnson who could score but like setting up teammates. And one, because of some of it's how the game has changed. Two, of it's sheer force of will. Three, because honestly, you're probably better off making him score than allowing him to do what he wants to do, which is create shots for everybody, including himself. He's now the all-time scoring leader. But the thing I haven't heard and I'm just marvel at is you know, the, the hardest thing to do at times in life is to live up to expectations, especially ones that are just incredibly lofty. And everyone has a story about a kid they went to high school with who everybody said was going to be this next dude or a guy who was in their high school league. Man, I thought he was going to be something. Then he flamed out. Now he's, you know, now he's he's working at. Now he's working at whatever, Del Taco, Chick-fil-A, whatever. Now he's, you know, now he's a high school assistant coach. And, man, that guy should have made it. And then those guys all have stories like the coach screwed me. I got hurt. This teacher screwed up my grades. We moved. Yeah, anything, you know, lots of things. LeBron James was billed as the chosen one, the next great player in the NBA. Similarly to Tiger Woods and unlike Tiger Woods, hasn't had a whisper of issues off the floor, right, in terms of personal life. But like Tiger Woods, he has lived up to and, if possible, exceeded incredibly lofty expectations. Does anybody know how hard that is? Right? We, Pat Riley is famous for the disease of me. Right? The idea of the disease of me is when you win an NBA title, you think you were the reason that you won the NBA title. And everybody thinks that. And then everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants fame. Everybody wants adulation. And it's why it's so hard to repeat as champions. Now, think about that just on the, uh, on the, that's on the macro level. Think about the micro level of LeBron James. 
the idea of the disease of me. He's been told he's great since he's 16 years old. He's been told he's going to be one of the greatest of all time since he's 16 years old. And all he's done is keep getting better and better and better and better and living up to it. So, and it's crazy because if I don't say LeBron's the greatest of all time, somehow I'm a hater. But here I am sitting here telling you, I marvel at his ability to live up to and exceed those expectations while at the same time saying like, hey, if it's me, I take Jordan. Right? That's not being a hater. That's just being true. But also giving respect to what he's been able to accomplish, how long he's been able to accomplish, how well he's been able to achieve what he's achieved. And then there's the Anthony Davis thing. (laughs) You know, when I was in college, it's a real story, okay? So my junior year, I was in the doghouse with the late great Eddie Sutton. I'd gotten a T in a home loss to Florida Atlantic, and despite 18 assists and what I thought was playing well, we lost to a team that won six games, and we were the number six ranked team in the country. The following game, we played UCLA, the only game in California against my brother and sister's alma mater. In many ways, it was my dream school growing up as a kid. Uh, Duke really more than UCLA, but UCLA as well. And I got, I got thrown out of the game at halftime because I got goaded into what was first an intentional foul and then became a technical foul with Baron Davis. So I was in the doghouse. I'll never forget this. We played Southeast Missouri State. And, again, we were a top 25 team, preseason top 10 team. And I'm barely playing. And because I'm barely playing, we're not that good. And this is not me telling you I'm superstar. But I was the only real point guard of the team. And we just worked better that way. So we're up like six points late in the game. And Adrian Peterson, who's the third all-time leading scorer at Oklahoma State, jumps up and knocks down a three right in front of the bench, and it really seals the game, and everybody stands up. Well, everybody except for one person, right? And I had only played eight minutes in the game. Now, keep in mind that before I was in the doghouse, I was averaging, you know, 12 points and 12 assists, and that was a preseason all, everything, whatever. So I had a reason to be ticked. I had a reason to be in pout mode. The next day we come into film, and instead of watching anything in the game, we just watched me sitting on the bench. That's it. Hey, guys, what do you see here? They all had the laser pointers out. Look at this selfish a-hole. He doesn't want to get up for his teammate when he won the game. Now we're going to go downstairs to the track underneath the gym, and everybody except him is going to run because he's selfish and all he cares about is himself. That's what I feel like for Anthony Davis. I don't know if he was sick. I don't know if he dove dove in the stands. He wasn't feeling it. Or if he's still playing hurt. I don't care. Your teammate, the guy who told the the Lakers to move mountains trade away everything in the kitchen sink to get you is becoming the all-time scoring leader and here's what's weird now he did not stand up when the basket was made he wasn't on the bench until 30 seconds before that that's what I wondered if he came out for it and then with his reaction I was like I'm not sure he did so I look I do I think there's probably something he wasn't feeling well it wasn't feeling right and he was trying to grind through it and many and maybe in many ways the Lakers got caught up in trying to let LeBron have his moment. Okay, fine. But man, optically that's a bad look. Here's LeBron James addressing the crowd afterwards. Everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years, I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. And to the NBA, to Adam Silver, to the late, great David Stern, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. And um, I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you guys. 
was a good was was good clean honest speech didn't feel like it connected with the actual laker organization be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Debo Samuel, wide receiver, running back, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. They're all pro. Joins us now on, uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, week and a half ago Sunday, you're in Philadelphia. What was that like when all your quarterbacks go down? Man, it's it's just it's just crazy. Just sit here and keep just keep you know what I'm saying uh, reflecting on it. Like I never seen anything like it. I mean, and 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 we knew how good our team is. We know uh, what was at stake, and for Purdy to go down and then our backup Josh to go down. I mean, after that, it was just it just took the fight out of us. You know, it, it's interesting because Purdy, you you couldn't necessarily tell it was the elbow and how bad it was. What about your guys' communication on the sideline? When he when he comes out, did you guys know how bad it was? Uh, no, nah, we didn't at first until we started seeing him try to throw the ball a little bit, and it, it was just going – it was dying straight to the ground. Crazy, crazy. Then Josh comes in, right? And obviously the fumbles did, didn't help, but 
Then he's out in the second half. What what was the what was the locker room like at halftime? We know we still had a chance. Um, Josh had just got settled in, and um, we made it. We, Kyle made it easy for him at halftime for his play calling and what we was going to do, and you know we was going to keep it real simple. Uh, and then after that, you know. Um, what two three plays in and he he can cuss and we just like God like like what do we do from here? Just 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 snake bit. Um, for you personally, how would you how would you characterize your year? Um, besides the injuries, um, you know, uh, I've never been a, a self guy or worried about stats or worried about you know self goals or accomplishments as a as a single player um i'm big on team um very big on team so um just reflecting on that uh you know um kind of after brandon Ayuk caught his uh ball for his his thousand yards rest, uh, receiving i you know i just went over there went crazy with him you know it's not all about stats it's about you know what I'm saying, getting to this point that we're at right now, um, we just fell one short. So I just I just reflect and just look like, what more could I have done? Like, you know, um, and, I, and at the end of the year, you just look and see and, and just think about what more could you have done, and I just leave it all out there. Last year um, in the offseason, there was all the talk, obviously, about the contract, but the, the narrative, because we didn't hear from you, the narrative was, well, he only wants to be a wide receiver. He doesn't want – but – like they everywhere they use you, you're really good. Right. So how do you want to be used? If somebody's asking you, like, hey, truth be told, how do you, next ten years of your career, how do you want to play? However, however the coaches need me to play. All right. So it does. It doesn't matter. Nah, it, not at all. That it's 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 more about I want to get paid. <laughs> like those guys. It's more about I want to win. Yeah. And now it's like I want to win. So what? What about the quarterback? If I mean Brock, I don't know how you feel like you can come back from that. You guys still have Trey. If they were to pull the locker room or to pull you and say, "What do we do at quarterback?" What would you suggest? What uh, I don't, I, w- I wouldn't put too much input in it because um, at the end of the day, uh, as our team is and how our team is, um, we trust everybody that's that's higher up. For as Kyle, John, Jed, York of making the best decision for the team. So whichever guy they think will fit our team, they'll go after him. If he don't fit, I mean, you won't see anything about it. Coolest part about your team, I think, is when Trent and you guys come out walking through the tunnel, right? Who, who's the one holding the speaker? Uh, DJ Cray. Um, how did he get that gig? Um, it came about in 2019 um, when we played the Saints. Um, Roddy Rich had dropped us on the box, and uh, we was vibing with that that year. So who is the one who's like, this is what we should do? Um, so th- we start the season off like with, with a song, and if we lose, we change the song. Right. If we win in the song, it stay the same until something bad happens. So what was the good song this year that had you guys uh, playing well at it, the end of the year? It was Won't Step On Me by uh, NBA Youngboy. Okay, so now do you for next year, do you, or do you wait? Do you have one in your, in your mind? No, nah, you, you just wait. Yeah. You just wait. You ain't got one right now. You ain't even thinking about no music or walking out no tunnel right now. You got to have one in your back pocket, though, for end of season next year and because right that there's got to be something special for an end of the season because last two years you're one interception away two years ago from going to the Super Bowl this year you're a healthy quarterback away right, right. From, from going to the Super Bowl got to have one right, I got to ask you uh Brandon Ayuk said like and if you if you listen to the totality of his comments he wasn't disrespectful, right? He said he like, never disrespect. One thing I one thing I like about Brandon, he gonna speak his mind whether it don't matter how people feel about it. Correct. Okay, but he said like, look, we feel like we could expose them. Right. Can the Chiefs expose them? Considering they got injuries at wide receiver, and they're not built 
maybe the way you guys are built. Right. Uh, I think they, I think they got every chance to expose them, but you ain't gonna be able to expose them if you can't block. They, if you can't take care of their pass rush, because if you get back there on the back end, I mean, um, not throwing those shots or nothing at anybody, but that's the weakness of their team. No question, right? Is that they're they're, 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 they're protected by their pass rush? Yes, yes. And then similarly, I think on offense. Like they got, they're good outside the numbers, but really good up front with the offensive line. That's that's the construction of their team. Right. All right. Debo Samuel, join us. What are you doing with Wells Fargo? So, um, from you know, we got a big game food report from Wells Fargo. You know, from the agriculture institution, uh, which is the food, the, the price of food dropping, the prices of wings dropping, and so. Um, uh, around this time, you know, you like to throw big parties, so why not go get your wings, your your meatballs, and all the other stuff? So um, that's kind of what we're doing here. Okay, so when you're watching a game, and it's got to be weird for you to watch. Cause I ain't you, watching it. You're not watching? No. Too hard, right? Because you should be there. <laughs> right. So what are you gonna do? I'm gonna be chilling into the game over. I know everybody's gonna be tweeting, talking about it. You're not gonna be, watch Rihanna? I ain't be chilling now. Nah. So, so like we, because there'll be no traffic, you can go do whatever you want. I'll be on the plane on the way to the house during the game. Yeah, love that. Love that. Uh, did you watch last year's game? Nah. So is it is it an every year thing, or just nah, cause, just because you guys are close just, and you just feel like you we be so, there? just because we so close and you know, um, I get it. No, I I actually completely understand that. It's the hardest thing ever. Debo, man, I appreciate you joining us. Another great season. Continued health. Hopefully, health for the entire <laughs> Niners. That's all you guys need. Thanks for joining us. I'm no problem. Thank you. All right, Debo Samuel, join us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Rashad Jennings, former NFL running back, in one second. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Rashad Jennings joins us. And, uh, um, uh, by the way, the show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easi and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. Rashad, how are you? Man, I'm amazing, and uh, I'm laughing. There's a lot to be said about the referee piece that you had just All right. uh, uh, spared down. I- I'll be curious to wonder what he's looking at. Well, it- I mean, like, look, it, it, better than it's ever been means it had never been good, right? It was like, ah, and and – and maybe a part of it is it's always been bad and that we do such a much better job of covering it with video that you can actually see how bad it is. Right. And I, I would argue, depending on the lens you're looking uh, through, right, if, 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 a, if a ref uh, watching boxing, to pictate it, his outcome based upon the refer- the crowd's oohs and odds, he would never judge the boxing match appropriate. So I, I do kind of get if uh, just because the access to Internet media exposing every single bad play. Yeah, of course, it seems loud, but that doesn't mean that it actually hasn't gotten better. It's a it's it's an interesting point from an interesting dude who you have this amazing post career career going for you. What's that like when you retire? Right. 2017, you get cut by the Giants and you retire. Right. Right. But were were you done in your was were you actually done in your own mind with your own body? Um, physically, the exertion, I was still ready to actually physically play the game um, probably for another three more years afterwards. I, I honestly could at any point receive the call and play. Uh, right now, it would take me several months to even prepare to get ready to get ready type of thing. But, um, <clears throat> no, I was, I was still ready to play the game. Um, but I'd retire mentally, though. 
I moved on. I was excited to start exploring my uh, academic side that I went to school for. I was excited to explore all the opportunities that playing with the New York Giants, playing in the NFL, having that shield behind my name uh, could fortitude me. And that led me into Dancing with the Stars, which led me into New York Times bestseller, which led me into acting, which a whole bunch of things. I'm kind of like a, just a kid right. in this world, and it's my tours are us. Um, just, just a random question. Had you not played for the Giants, would the Dancing with the Stars thing have happened? No. It's just that simple. And that's one of the reasons why, strategically, I chose to become a Giant in the latter years of my career when I knew I had more years behind me than in front of me. Why not go to one of the greatest franchises, um, a, a mecca media organization in the New York Giants? Because I knew I was never going to be a guy that wore a gold jacket. But I know my talents. I know my ambitions. And my charisma could take me a long way. And nobody, if you can't see me, you can't think about me. Sure. Right? And so I knew New York will allow me to be kind of under a microscope. What, what was it like? Because those are not the glory days of, of the Giants, right? No. Right. So so on one hand, like having lived in New York, I could tell you that and my dad was a, my late dad, was, late father was a lifelong Giants fan. Like in the in the pecking orders, Yankees, that's because the Yankees have been good. But Yankees and then Giants or Knicks and then kind of everybody else. Right. Of course. Um, but with that comes the when things aren't going well, the negativity is multiplied again because there's expect. like I remember when they drafted Saquon and the whole thing was like, well, you should take a quarterback now because the Giants are never drafting in the top 10. They never draft, right? And then last couple of years, and then they were. What was it like for you, a prideful guy who's like, and now you're in this mecca and there's so much negativity surrounding you? I, I handled it. I handled it appropriately. Uh, I understood that a responsibility of negativity is because of the players, right? We got to perform. Um, and New York is just a, uh, you, you see what you, you, what, you, what you see is what you get, sure. right? When you perform well, they love you. When you perform bad, they're just going to let you know you're performing bad. But we already know that. So we're on the same page. We apologize. We're going to get this thing right. I never took it as a negativity. I never took it personal because I understand what it means to be a fan of the game. It's not about you. It's about the ending outcome they want to see. And they deserve it in New York. And, uh, and I'm, I'm happy to see they're on the right track now. If I would have told you your freshman year at Pitt that you'd be teaching dancing, <laughs> what would you have said? Man, I said, man, get out of here, bro. What the heck is wrong with you? Legitimately, I would have said something wrong with you. Uh, but here I am teaching ballroom dance and uh, social dance today. Um, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. The If in Life is your New York Times bestseller. Yes. What's how long does that process take? Um, it took me start to finish probably about a good four months. I'd say four months, and I uh, I did mine audibly. I, I Talk spoke, to type. Yeah, I, I spoke the whole book out and had my editors come through and make sure everything was right. But I, I didn't waste time behind the keyboard. When you when you read it the first time, was it what you wanted it to be? Yes, it really was. Um, the if in life is a play on words. When you spell out the word life, if is in the middle. And I sure. went through 15 chapters really exploiting how pivotal this little word is to the success and failures of our life. I could have looked at things with a different lens um, and been in a different position than I am. I, I'm fortunate enough I had people loving me and believing me before I knew who I was to take over ownership over my own life. I had great guidance. Um, <clears throat> my parents uh, stayed together. Through thick and thin, my brothers <clears throat> beat my tail until I figured it out. <laughs> and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have family uh, that, that was close enough to give me a chance. That's it. 
for me, it's my job to honor them by the last name in the way that I operate today. You know, it's interesting. I was talking about LeBron, and I said, you know, there's a lot of things that are impressive, right? How he takes care of himself, never an off-the-court issue, right, in 20 years. And I can tell you, I, I still would prefer Jordan as a player, right? And I think Bird and Magic should belong in any conversation of the greatest of all time. But maybe the thing I marvel at the best is through all of this success. And look, there are definitely moments in which he's confident to the point of being arrogant, right? Like, I think we all are. But the ability to live up and exceed the expectations that were placed on him as a kid. Mm-hmm. I can't tell, like, how impressive that is. Like, he was the chosen one. Yeah, we say that about a lot of guys. A lot. And he comes out and he's as good or better than anyone could have ever thought possible. And I think what I'm hearing from you, and look, you had a much better foundation, right? You had brothers, you had two, you know, two parents that supported you. You had his mom, but he was kind of a that that part to me. And I, I would guess to you, as somebody who has succeeded so many times in life, has to be impressive. No, oh, absolutely. I, I marvel at his his work ethic, and I often talk about and reference him and his work ethic to my nephews quite often. Uh, I I don't even make the comparison between him and Jordan or whatever because I think it kind of retards the actual success and point of what he's doing in front of our eyes. Like, um, what he's been able to do of playing the longevity, how he's taking care of his body, like you said, staying out of trouble, trying to do what's right. We're watching it. We watched a kid grow up. We're, we're similar in the same age, right? So I actually, he's, what, 37, 38? I'm 37, about to be 38. So similarly, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, right, like this is a relative growing in front of our eyes. I marvel over it. Really, sincerely, it's insane what he's been able to accomplish and still not even done yet. Right. So I think just by comparing him to Jordan Mm -hmm. takes away the actual story that's in front of us, because then we get in a debate and debating makes you refute the opposite and opposing point of view. So let's remove the debate and just look at what he's been able to accomplish in front of us. Um, For you personally. Right. You're getting married. You got a baby on the way. Right. Like uh, you are you are living, you are evolving. But professionally, what's next? Professionally, um, many of the things, but one of the things I'm most proud of um, is, is starting a form called After I Do. I've been wanting to do this probably since I was 24, 25. And uh, it's about men coming together, talking about what happens after they say I do. <clears throat> Marriage is an important, pivotal conversation that I don't see in the mainstream talks. And... I think that my respect for I studied psychology and sociology and I got an honorary doctorate degree in humanities. And the reason why is I want to be a marriage counselor in the latter years of my life when I'm 50, 55 plus. And I wanted to start this show when I was about 25, but I had enough respect for the institution of marriage to wait until at least I'm engaged before I engage with this topic because I knew nobody would take me serious. And so finally, I'm in a position in my life where I'm making the next step and I'm starting a form where guys can talk about what happens after you say I do because many conversations that could be had how do you how do you handle a situation in, in holidays and in-laws how do you handle a situation with politics do they play a matter in in the relationship and how do you handle that there's so many of these questions that a lot of kids in society don't have the answers to right but they run to youtube to see oh who's who's a better athlete they run to youtube to see oh who's the better artist who sold the most music there are kids right now that want to find how do i handle this situation in my marriage let's give it to them 
Rashad Jennings, fascinating dude, former NFL running back. Of course, uh, the If in Life is the book. You can pick it up Amazon, wherever, audiobooks. I'm sure that it's available there. And, of course, if you need help with your, uh, uh, with your tango, he's available in the tri-state area. Congrats on all your success. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Doug. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Ready for the biggest Sunday in sports. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. 
has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code Gottlieb for a special offer. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Before we get to a game, we have some breaking news. Let's go to Dan Byer with breaking news. Doug, there is a trade in the NBA. Whoa! A day before the NBA trade deadline, the Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves have agreed on a three-team deal. D'Angelo Russell goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mike Conley goes to Minnesota, while Russell Westbrook and draft compensation are headed to the Utah Jazz. Oh, in discussions on a three-team deal, Um, according to Sham Sharania of The Athletic. uh, Well, all I can tell you is D'Angelo Russell now, it should be pointed out that Rob Palinka, I don't believe, was in charge. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if Rob Polinka was there when De- when D'Angelo Russell was with the Lakers. Uh, I want to say Kupchuk drafted him. I know Kupchuk drafted him. I don't know if Polinka was there or they had let him. They had traded him before that. Uh, but but he was widely considered one of the worst Lakers ever in terms of being a good teammate. And you remember they had Jordan Clarkson, those guys, and he was he was seen as a hangout guy. Um, D'Angelo Russell has a, has a reputation in the NBA as being a super talented guy that you can't win with. <laughs> so we'll see how that one works out. Maybe LeBron can make him work with him. In discussions. In discussions. Just coming down. All right, the game okay. today is... <sighs> I feel a draft. Three-team draft. Me, you, Jason Stewart, Doug. We are drafting best parts of Super Bowl week so far. Doug, you have the first overall pick. Jason is second, and I will pick third and fourth. Best parts of Super Bowl week so far? Yes. What's the best part of the week so far, though? Uh, getting an, uh, my Uber driver dropping me off and offer me a gigantic bag of weed mm. as part of the Uber Uber drivers. <laughs> it was, hey, man, do you have cash? Like, nah, pay on the Uber. Like, you want me to, like, tip you? He's like, no. And he opened up his glove box, and there was a gigantic bag of weed. Um, something called Banana Kush. Um, it was definitely, it, you know, yeah. It was Best something. part of the week. Best no part question. of the week. Awesome. Because that's a great, it's an unbelievable, like I can paint the picture for you on a whole story. That was really good. If but you, did if, you order a Nissan Kush? Was that the, uh... <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Cash App. Is it like Venmo where you send a little picture of what you're paying them for? Do you, do you have to send like a dime bag picture next to the uh, Cash App <laughs> transaction? Um, my favorite part of the week so far has been the weather. I know that's boring as all uh, hell. Weather hasn't been great. It, no, no, it's great for me. Nice and crisp. You can walk around. Mm. You got to put a nice like car to get on that, that Doug just recently bought or whatever that is. It just it's comfortable. Uh, Phoenix has, has really yeah. You rocked that Chez vest really well last night. <laughs> that uh, that my my pick is up. That pizza I had last night. Oh, that was good pizza. That was really good. Wow. Yes. Did you eat the leftovers? Of course. Well, I only asked I because did. you did the leftovers. Like, they, do you want to take this home? Like, yeah. But you're in a hotel room. And that one's sometimes hard for leftovers. Yes. Well, I had it later that night. Uh, well, I was going to say the leftovers, you had, you had spilled on your shirt. Yeah, I was going to say, later. Yeah. N- 92% of it I ate. The other <laughs> eight. Well, that was actually going to be number four. The stain came out. 
Oh, good. Yeah, as the stain came out of, okay, you got to go back around. You got to go back around, don't we? Yeah. Or do we have another question? No, it's reverse order. Okay, so that's you. No, I, I just said the stain came out as my fourth pick. <laughs> okay. And the pizza so, uh, was third. My second favorite part of the week is that I have a hotel room um, next to Rich Davis of Covino and Rich. And when he's not doing the Covino and Rich show here today, he does like a, a uh, top 40 of the 2000s show for a, for some Coming up. So the acoustics are so uh, loud. They bounce off the, the, uh, the fours in our hotel. Which is a great setup, by the way, but the walls are a little thin. So in the you know at 11:30 last night, I heard uh, and Beyonce really kicked ass at the uh, Grammys. Well, the Beyonce other night. kicked ass at the uh, Grammys. So last Rich day. Davis, shout out to you. My second favorite part of this week. Um, my second favorite part of this week probably could be my first favorite. I just want to tell the banana Kush story. I got to play uh, pickup basketball with my nephew, Gage huh. Gottlieb. He's 16 years old. He goes to Paradise Valley High School. And uh, Monday after we got done, I met him in L.A. Fitness, and we played a hoop, and we ran the court. Did not lose the game. Just want to point that one out. I can tell you my, my worst part. Huh. That happened a little while ago. Uh, Steve Largent invited Doug to play golf and did not invite oh. me in Oklahoma. I mean, you know, what's the deal? What's, what's like, the deal, There was Steve? no, like, hey, you guys should come out and play golf in Oklahoma. It was all, Doug, you, when you go back to Oklahoma a lot, when you come out, you should play golf. It happened. It happened. You got any bad ones you want to share? Uh, not a bad one. I just want to say that probably the best part of the week, we've been joking, but has been this setup by Dave Weiss. Dave Weiss delivered the stage for us at Fox Sports Radio. We are the marvel of the entire radio row. You can't not see us when you walk into the uh, to Incredible the Incredible location. Dave Weiss, Incredible amazing setup. job. Yeah. Thank you very much. Fox yeah. Sports Radio did I, not spare any expense. And Dave Weiss, he comes up with the tickets. He's told me that my daughter's a huge Muse fan. April 12th, Muse coming to Los Angeles. No pressure, Dave. Sweet. No pressure. And uh, that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. The show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, man, great list. Demario Davis, Buda Baker, Sean Alexander, and more live from Radio Row. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride. And now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.